Thanks for having me back, y'all. Yeah. Thanks for coming back. This is awesome. Well, thanks for coming. Yeah. I, for those of you that are just joining us, this is our guest today. He is an animator, voice actor, director, writer, producer, and story board artist of Meow Meow, Heroes of Pure Heart, Parker Simmons. Nailed it. You did it. Yeah, applause. <laughs> thanks. Hi. Yeah, yes, no, that is that me. That is you. That is you. Your, your legend uh, is, is well known, and uh, thanks for being on today. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, and I, I don't know if your listeners will know about our snafu last time, but this time we're getting it right. I'm here, <laughs> coming in loud and clear. Episode 43 is known as Episode 43B Mulligan. Because it was us talking about we were, we didn't want to blow it in case something happened if we couldn't get you back or whatever. It was just us kind of being sad for about a minute and then mm. we were, went on and there was a running joke. But yes, so this is the guest that we were talking about. Parker joined us and there was an incident where we didn't double check and now we have something called the Parker Simmons Protocol. So we're all good. We just make sure and now you're always part of the show. I love it. Part of the grand history. Well, uh, what should we? I mean, last time we just jumped right in. I, yes. Yeah. I, I don't want to replicate it, but yeah. Just, just ask, fire away, and I will answer. Yeah, I mean, this is a podcast about backlogs, so what do you have on your backlog right now? What is a game you've been meaning to get to? Well, I do want to uh, uh, just reiterate kind of what we talked about last time, just for the sake of your listeners, but I had recently finished yes. you know, Final Fantasy XII, and then right after that, I had also Nino Kuni, which I had left unfinished for years, and I finally finished that. Uh, a horrendously displeasurable experience. Oh, wow. There's no other way to put it. Like, I enjoyed it when it first came out, but playing it this oh, time, no. there's so many just basic, like, RPGs in the 90s stuff that they didn't even think to do, and it just kind of, uh, it just was this, it was kind of a sad, grindy experience, but it was on my backlog, and I finished it, so next up on my backlog, uh, right now, I just, uh, I needed some, you know, an, an anxiety game, so I've been playing Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town, and that just, in, there's no ending to that, it just ends when you're oh. done with it. So uh, there's that. I beat Cyber Shadow. That was about to go on my backlog, but I powered through. It was a hell of an experience. I'm still mad about it. <laughs> uh, and then, so right now sitting on my backlog, games got games to, that I, I need to pick up and finish. I still want to get back to Grandia from the Grandia collection. I got a good ways through it, and it just sort of like, ugh. it kept going. It wouldn't it wouldn't just stop talking at me. And, and these big clunky maps and I'm like so I've got that I was playing through uh, Spirit Hunter Deathmark I got like two or three chapters into that by Axis it is a visual novel horror game I got it around Halloween pretty good but I just you know you gotta be in the mood to be reading a game so there's that and then I'm trying to think what else is sort of just I mean, there's a, sure a number of games. Actually, I've got, you know what's great about this? You have it written my down. Switch is, oh. My switch is right here, so I'm just gonna boot it up. What else is sitting here? Beat the oh, I I bought Panzer Dragoon for a song. I'm gonna play it some point because it'll only take an hour to beat it, so I'm not worried about it. I'm like, uh, save it for an afternoon. Uh, Sheeran the Wanderer uh, is sitting there on my backlog because uh, it's a very mean-spirited game. And if you lose, you lose everything. And, oh, it crashed on me when I was in the middle of an incredibly good run. It's a It's a roguelike, so when you die, you lose everything. And it crashed, and I lost everything on a really good run, so I'm still pretty mad about that. Uh, the Fire Emblem uh, re-release they did of the NES game is sitting there. I got through two chapters. It was brutal because it's just they when you press fast forward, the music also goes really yeah. fast, and it's just a not it's not a thoughtfully done uh, version of this game. The DS remake is no. In Three Houses yeah. is so good. You yeah. know, it's hard to go back. I was thinking about that. I was like, man, Three Houses did such a mm-hmm. good job. And Awakening is really great. Like I. It's hard to go back to. I started with like Sacred Stones and Path of Radiance, so I'm okay with a little bit more of a harder experience. And I played the remake Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light on the DS, so it's fine. Like I, but it's just this is a glacial pace, and I'm like, could you please just speed this up, modernize it, keep all the NES graphics? I'd be happy. So that's sitting there. XCOM 2, the Switch version is pretty horrendous. I got a good ways through it, and it just stressed me out. There's no reason for it to be that horrendous either. There's nothing beautiful. Beautiful or taxing about the game. It's just a badly done port. But oh. the uh, but uh, I got through one of the first sort of major areas and then too stressful. Didn't want to play anymore. I'm like, no. <laughs> I played Remothered and it was broken and a mess. 
And so, no, but that's on the backlog. The last time we spoke, you, we were just ramping up for Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah. And Casey got really into the demo. Yes. Like, he went hard on the demo, it sounds like. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. I, I figured out how to play it. That was actually the big thing. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you taught me it's so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so, But I think once you try a bunch of different weapons and you mm-hmm. really feel what you like. So, I learned that I really like the heavy crossbow, the gun. That is fascinating. You're just using the triggers. It's so good. Yeah. Just, Nobody plays range. Oh, it's fun. Nobody. So you'll be very useful on a team. Okay, good. Yeah, that's going to be my go-to. I like the heavy crossbow. I like the being able to set traps. That game I'm very, very excited for, and I know you're really into it. What are some other games you're waiting to come out that you're excited for? Like, what's on your radar? So uh, the re-release of 3D World comes out, and I am a huge defender of 3D World, and people really like Odyssey and that sort of open, free-flowing kind of jazz Mario gameplay. Nah, Mm -hmm. not me, son. I like classical Mario. (laughs) Super Mario Brothers 3 is my favorite of all time. And what I love about Mario is just that it's almost it's almost this insane kind of poetry that they've invented where there's this form to it. And I know, you know, there I I have found that the artists that I know that like these more open games are the artists that I know are less rigid and structured in their thinking. And their art is all the better for it. But I'm very rigid and structured in my thinking. So I like a Mario. Mario game that's like introduce you to a new idea right execute the idea turn the idea on its head and then full throttle to the end you're done new level new idea wipe the slate clean that's what i like and mario brothers 3 is just a fountain of that and so is 3d world and yes i will say it is the only mario brothers game and this includes any of the like wimpy like yeah i'm the hat i'm the star no wimpy get it out of here boo this is the only (laughs) Mario game with a genuine simultaneous multiplayer experience. I I play New Super Mario Brothers multiplayer is garbage. It is not a mode. It is a joke. It is there. And I mean that not in an insulting way. I mean that in that's what it's for. It's there for you to laugh at and have fun with. But it's not there for you to play the game. It's a joke. It's there for you to jump on your friend's head and piss them off. That That is the name of that game. 3D World nails, nails the multiplayer open world experience. There's space. There's space and it encourages you to sometimes split up, take different paths and cooperate with each other. I played through the whole game with my wife and like a couple times and we had such a genuinely fun time just like pretending to be in that world yes. and it is so immersive. So it is, it is so, so fun. And this version of the game, they've not only included this fun kind of little three to six hour thing that looks like a great blending of the two sort of Mario styles. The Bowser's Fury. Yeah, that looks fantastic. I'm like, that's what I want. Give me the fun of exploration. I don't really need exploration for Mario. I'm a classic Nintendo nerd. And if you know about your sort of like if you know your um, mythology of Mario and Zelda, they were created by Miyamoto at the same time. Mm -hmm. And he had a little little column right down the middle. This is Mario. This is Zelda. And he and his teams kept coming up with these ideas. And they'd be like, exploration. Zelda, put it over there. (laughs) Explanation of Mario. Bam. No, it goes over there. You don't put that in the Mario column. They're like, oh, I'm really sorry, Lord. And they would be like, story, Zelda. Okay, maybe a little story in Zelda. And Mario, stop. No. Story goes in Zelda. Don't you ever put that here. Don't you ever do that again. They tried it in Galaxy and he broke their arms and he shattered their shins and he ripped all the story out of Galaxy 2 because that's Miyamoto. Yes. He's rigid in in his creative thinking and I I value that. So even if it's not always going to work for everyone... As an artist, I have tremendous respect for him and he's a big influence in that way. But yeah, he very much at the same time was like, we need to go in these different directions and really differentiate these different types of play. And so um, it's interesting. It, that's So I don't need exploration from a Mario right. game because I think, no, Zelda, <laughs> like that's where I am. That's fine. And that may not be always right, but but I am excited to see how they blend exploration with execution yes. of just tight ideas and platforming, yeah. which I feel, frankly, Odyssey is kind of devoid of. Yeah. It's like, here's a moon up here. Here's a moon over there. Wibbity-wappity, slippity-slappity. And I'm like, where's my hard levels? <laughs> right. Where is my platforming challenge? Where, where are the levels that demand excellence of this little plumber where are they it's at the very end and it drives you crazy because you have to restart everything 
Not a challenge. Darker Side of the Moon's got nothing on Champions Road from 3D World. No, it has no. nothing on that level. No, no, it doesn't. It was a delightful uh, romp. <laughs> Even compared to the one, and the one in 3D Land is also insane. Yes. yes. I'm excited about 3D World, and you should play it. Well, it's on my backlog. I'm playing it. I played it on yes. Wii U, and I beat it. But this time, I get the enjoyment of playing it with my wife and my son. My son is very yeah. excited. He saw it, and it's like... It's going to be awesome. Because he loves Odyssey. Odyssey's his first Mario, mm-hmm. and then he's played Super Mario World. Those are his, like, two time Mario to, worlds. Time to play a proper Mario, son. Yes. Time to teach you. And we get to do it together. He's already Tibbs. He's like, I want to be Toad. He's really into Toad. And I said, okay. Great choice. All right. Very fast. I'm going to probably be Luigi. The wife will be Princess, because the float's so good. Mm-hmm. You talk about the art. What video games inspire? or have influenced your art for your shows like what where do you go well uh, well i've said it about a, a million times but when i where i go to inspiration almost every time from games is chrono trigger yes. it's just uh it's a master class in pacing in art direction and music in design it, it does everything beautifully because there's no wasted time which is appropriate for a game about time, time travel. travel yeah from minute one, you are immersed in the world, things go wrong, every choice you make has some effect, not to the degree that like they hype up in a you know crappy Peter Molyneux conference or something where he's like, everything matters. It's like, no, you're a liar, dude. You can't program all that. Stop lying. But like <laughs> Corner Trigger does, the, it, it plays these, you know, delightful sort of tricks on you where you think you're just doing something and no, it ends up having an effect. And then you realize how the game works. You know where your goal is. You know where you're going. Furthermore, you want to go there. You're compelled. It's just, uh, I play so many games and or watch so many other things where it just, uh, doesn't live up to that and i'm like that game was made in 95 games should be getting better they're not (laughs) they're getting worse every day they're getting worse and i'm like stop this (laughs) i don't need a 400 hour game about nothing give me a 12 hour game where you get it done and i have fun and i get to know the characters and i'm out that's all i need so chrono trigger inspires me on on multiple levels and it's not that you know i'm talking about it's story and pacing but also um I just I I love that world. I love a world where a crazy cave woman can live with a robot. Yes, and a frog. Well, and you, Akira Toriyama. Yeah. You know, I know you probably been inspired by him because you're also a huge Dragon Quest fan mm-hmm. way back when. And I think would you say that the Dragon Quest world is your number one JRPG franchise? Yeah, versus absolutely. Final Fantasy because I know you're also a Final Fantasy. Fan. Yeah, I know we, you and I could wax poetics on JRPG. Absolutely, all day. and I think that's because Final Fantasy does not have a centralized uh, world. It doesn't. Like they, right. everything looks completely right. different in every single game. And Furthermore, like, I don't know, there's just nothing iconic about a bomb or a rabbit. Like, I don't care. But when you say slime, slime, yeah. And when you say slime knight, and when you say, uh, you know, boss troll, when you say gold golem, I know exactly. I go, bing, there's an image that pops into my head. When I say grenade, you go, uh, and you have to think about which version. And so that's why. Is that the dark one? Yeah. Yeah, weird, weird tangent, but like I tried playing, this is on my backlog. I will never finish it. It was called World of Final Fantasy Maxima, and you have like these little. Yeah, uh, with the chibi art style, uh, right? Yeah. Bad. <laughs> it's bad. Okay. I feel it sorry. I'm just like everyone tried really hard on it, I'm sure, but I'm just like, you know, my Final Fantasy's not known for its monsters. They no. can give them all up and create new monsters every game, and I wouldn't care. It doesn't matter because they constantly look different. And I will say, for some people, that's the appeal, but I I would challenge you to find me a fan of Final Fantasy who loves it for the monsters. They don't. Right. They love They like it for the characters. The characters. And I would say Dragon Quest has both the characters mm. and the monsters. That's a good point. So it's like... And the lore. Yeah. yeah. And all that. But but, but uh, yeah, Final Fantasy has always sort of aimed to be more about presentation and the technology. And that's all... I, I wish they weren't. Like, I wish they would dial it back and just do something smaller and... And uh, give up this sort of relentless pursuit of technology because I'm like, that way lies madness, friend. That way lies Star Wars prequels. That way lies. Oh, no. That way lies Sky Captain in the world of tomorrow. That way lies, uh, you know, (laughs) God, what was that movie? A Scanner Darkly. That way lies a bunch of Batman and Robin. Yeah, they have Batman. That way (laughs) that way lies, you know, madness. So don't go there. Just focus up. 
and uh, you know, do what it, you know someone like Yuji <laughs> Hori does, where he thinks about theme and he thinks about character and what it is he wants to accomplish and how that can tie into uh, building on these sort of game concepts. So, you know, but I also go to these franchises for different things. Sometimes, you know, right for for what it's worth, even though I just sort of slammed it. I that's what I have liked about Final Fantasy going and seeing like, well, this is a totally wildly, completely different experience. And I will give them this. The battle system that they incorporated in the seven remake is the best battle system in an RPG of all time. Really? It has never been time. Wow. I say that. Old yeah, well, I, I mean it. And I don't say that lightly because every time no. I play a new RPG, I'm thinking, all right, what stupid time wasting crap are you about to hit me with? And Final Fantasy has finally figured out how to have like 15 was a baby step they couldn't quite get it but 7 remake has finally figured out how to give me control of multiple characters strategize but still feel like I am playing an action packed tense experience instead of just waiting my turn to be hit they have finally done it where it doesn't feel like a bad MMO made into a single player game you know what I mean like oh here's my cooldown. like no I want this to be a cinematic experience where Oh, Tifa's got to get in there. Oh, she's out. Barrett, do your thing. Like, it just feels like you are this, you're, you're in this grand operatic battle experience. And I will say that as I was playing it, I'm like, this is wasted on the story and the world of seven. <laughs> I'm like, this is wasted on this. And it should be in Chrono. It feels like a Chrono Trigger battle system because there is so much interactivity between the characters and there is so much where the enemies jump out and you fight them in real time. And I'm like, that is from Chrono Trigger. That was 1995. The very first time enemies, you know, with the exception of like Earthbound, were on the screen. Yes. But unlike Earthbound, the battle scenario does not change. You were still on right. the it world map starts. and you were fighting in real time and you could run for them or you could not run for them. And... Seven remake is built upon that. And so I'm like, stop wasting it on a remake of seven, which we do not need. And <laughs> make but something you, else. you like it. Apparently you didn't need it, right? I love the battle system. I will say that I the experience of seven for me was like uh this is it's funny. I'm like for some people, I think it was transcendent. It wasn't for me at all. I'm like, okay, whatever. Not bad. I'm like, you've done. I'm like, you've done nothing to really. The battle system is amazing, but this does not supplant the original game in any sure. way because you're going in this weird, different direction with <sighs> time ghosts. Time ghosts. Boo! <laughs> Boo! You talk about intricate battle systems. I saw something on your Twitter the other day because of your hair. You mentioned one of my all-time favorite JRPGs for the Switch, yes. Octopath Traveler, yes. which I think has a phenomenal battle system. I think you definitely should be Ulbrich for Halloween. Yeah. I think you should definitely honor that. Yeah, I would love to do it. So what? how do you feel about that game and that kind of battle system? Because I think that and Xenogears, if you think the original Xenogears on PS1, yeah. those are great, unique battle systems to JRPG, and I'd like to see more of those. Yes. We're, for Octopath especially because it, it, it does what what I demand of all RPGs, and that is fast pace. Mm-hmm. Let me go at the speed I want to go. Don't hold. That's what's keeping me from finishing Grandia. That's what. That's what like made finishing Nino Kuni such a chore. It's a slog. speed. I and mm-hmm. it's like the old RPGs on the Super Nintendo. Those battle systems are fast. They go fast. And so it's this changeover point. of these kind of clunky 3D systems where they're like, well, we're, people are really going to like it when we show this five minute long summon and the water we can show. And, bleh, and I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. Just let me hit the guy and get out of here. Yeah. Fast paced action. And Octopath Traveler fully understands that. And it's all about, um, you know, your planning and uh, execution of that plan right. to, you know, hit your enemy in a million blows, buff your team just right. And once you get those secondary jobs, like what, what are they like? Star master, star seer, uh, war master. Yeah. 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 Once you get that down, it is so, the stuff you can do is so cheesy and it's wonderful. Oh, you can break the game. You teach them all saving grace and then you overheal yeah. to nine, 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 nine. Yeah. Um, I, I love that game. I'm replaying it. I'm doing something called a rogue run for the podcast okay. where I can only use the rogue members. Oh, good idea. So I'm, I'm locking myself to that. And if I get locked out of a town, you know how you can like fail your, their passive abilities, like to screen. I can't pay the bartender. Oh, so I'm putting myself in this like lock challenge. 
much. And it's a, I love that game. I have good memories of it because my daughter was born when it came out. And I remember playing it with her on my lap, like in the middle of the night. And Excellent game. Excellent soundtrack. Yasunori Nishiki did an amazing yes. job on that soundtrack. So much so that I'm like, is this the guy who did Bravely to Fall? I'm looking it up and I'm like, his his credits are like. It, it, it is. No, it? his credits are like, his credits are like an anime or two. Oh. He worked on Grand Blue Fantasy. And I'm like, this guy's, a, I'm sure he's worked on sound teams before, but I got to say, if this is like your premiere out the gate, like, yeah. damn, he blew my mind with this. I play that soundtrack whenever my students have tests. So that's like the background. We play that's that. Good it's good. They get really focused. A lot of them learn the song. Luck, lucky students, yeah. man. Yeah. Lucky students. Well, I, yeah. Oh, my last name's Cool. Mr. Cool's got to know some cool stuff sometimes. Mr. Cool. Yeah. Amazing game. Bravely, uh, not Bravely to Fall, uh, but that's coming out soon. Bravely to Fall 2. Yeah, so Bravely to Fall 2. Octopath, I, I'm like, I'm like, skip Bravely to Fall. Make another Octopath. Yeah. See, he gets it. He gets it. He totally gets it. It's a great game. My friends all. You've been saying that well, for a while. Well, everyone gets so mad because there's no overarching story, but you have to search for it. Right, it's in layers, yeah. and it's it's eight well, collective. They could do stories. a better job. They could do a better yes, job of totally. that. But what they did is something that I'm just like, good, good. Now build, and that's fine. And yeah. I think that's a that's a good and and healthy thing for people who play games to admit, saying like, yeah, it doesn't have this. We can get better, but but it's okay to enjoy things for what they are, especially if it mm-hmm. is as good as Octopath, and say, all right, now what are you gonna do? For me, it's like seeing someone's first like auteur movie, and I'm like, that was yeah. sloppy as hell, but I loved it, and I can't wait to see, I can't wait to see what you do with X, Y, and Z. So for the Octopath team, I know they're making that mobile game, and it's like, okay. Uh, no, make a sequel and focus up like they do on, like, say, Saga Frontier or even um, even something simpler like Trials of Mana, where all the stories kind of come together. What I really want, uh, and, and they do a good job of these sort of like little stage play interstitials. They have little intermission scenes in Octopath. Yes. More yeah, where you do like where they cuts. Yes, those are great. I would like more of that. I think them saying, hey, we can make the story better will only make them stronger. Yeah. And but everything else they nail. They the, nail the aesthetic. That game oozes style. And yeah. I, I had a one friend play it, and he never played any of the sixteen bit mm-hmm. JRPGs. His first for it was in Final Fantasy VII, so he had no nostalgia for it. So it kind of turned him off. And I think the up ramp to learning it is hard. But once you get it, like when you break someone in the game, and then you can just finish things in one or two turns, you feel like a god. You're like, yeah. I did it. Like, I can beat this boss in a minute. That is the thing a lot of really older and newer RPGs can miss, which is fun. Make it fun. And that was the whole time playing Nino. Sorry, I'm just a dump on Nino Kuni. I'm dumping on it because they made Nino Kuni 2 and it improved (laughs) on the original in every single way. So this is nothing. This is I I loved Nino Kuni 2. They fixed everything. So... I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here talking about problems that were fixed. So I think it's okay, and I don't mean any harm to anyone who developed these games. Like it is a singular experience, but I found myself so often going, "This isn't fun," or something would happen, something really boring and slow would happen, and I would just go thrilling. So I want to kick, kick the hornet's nest a little bit with that. <laughs> yes, please. Tell us how you feel about Secret of Mana. Secret of Mana. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, I got to say, Secret of Mana does not deserve its place in SNES history. It really doesn't. I feel like there are some other games that could probably very easily take its place. It is always included in these best of lists. And I got to say, it's a sloppy, hastily made experience. And even the developers would agree to that. They're like, yeah, but it is. I will say I only feel that way because I come at it with no nostalgia. And I know people who have played it when they were children. And I can, as someone who's, you know, we're uh, sort of elder statesman millennials at this point. Yes, we're elder millennials, all of us. Yeah, we're in our mid-30s. We grew up with Super Nintendo. And I know so many people who, you know, artists especially grew up, you know, I want to say this nicely, not knowing any better. (laughs) And by not knowing any better, I'm like, Mm -hmm. you didn't play Chrono Trigger. You didn't play Final Fantasy VI. But it's like, this is, Secret of Mana is the one they played. And it is, it does transcend the sum of its parts. It really does. And and by the end of the game, even though I was just sort of like, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, don't like this, that's repetitive. Why are they doing this? Why would they do it this way? You know, I'm playing, I'm also old enough to appreciate this game came out in 1990X. Yeah, three or four. It's yeah. like I could appreciate it on that level, and by the end, I did 
it did transcend to some of its parts, but it doesn't get that place on the shelf for me. It doesn't. Where other games right. already are, and it's like, no, I'm not taking down Earthbound for you. I'm not taking down Chrono no. Trigger for you. I'm not taking down Final Fantasy 4 or 6 for your ass, Secret of Mana. You're staying where you are. <laughs> I got good games on this shelf, son. You can't get up here. Well, and our whole thing is we're doing this backlog challenge, right? And my thing is we, we have the games. Mm. We have to go to Nintendo of America, whoever loses, right? With a, we, We're talking about a Sora costume now because we saw one on Amazon. And the I'll send you a picture of it because the model sells it. Like the first two pictures are his actual hair all crazy and then the third one's a wig and it's like why did oh, they put the wig no. on the third one anyway i had to play secret mana because <laughs> no. i brought it up so my dad growing up worked for nintendo of america and video games i would get them yeah secret mana is the very first video game i bought because i saw it as a two-player zelda mm. when i read nintendo power as a young boy i was like nine and i really wanted to play that with my dad because he yeah. and i beat link uh link to the past together that's like i have so many memories of playing early games with my dad that punch out amazing yeah i remember trying to play it my dad didn't like it and i know why my dad didn't like it because it's the things you talk about mechanically it's very clunky like having to wait for your bar to get 100 the charge attacks and it doesn't explain no, it there's no, oh, really? there's no coaching no it's just old school jerbs you like figure it out good luck it, it's beautiful and it's pixel art yeah. and i can pre- and i love a good style and you can see the influence there yeah. for me though this is a retribution story of finishing what you started so like me getting to do that with my son means a lot to me but i can also agree yeah. i think chrono trigger should have been on the snes classic and so secret yeah World. i don't know i don't know what's going on there with with square enix and chrono trigger i i they just no. don't they, do, do they know? They must know. I don't think they do. I really don't think Square Enix knows what they have. Have you no. seen how Nintendo does the internet? Of course they don't know, man. Yeah. Come on, like. We <laughs> but know. this is Squ- this is Square though, because I'm sure Nintendo was like, we got to get that game on there. Square was like, ah, oh, doesn't matter. And I know they have their mobile release and the Steam release, which yeah. apparently, appropriately, was a steaming pile. But like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know, um, um uh, Matthew Valente is uh, TSSF is his moniker, but he was involved. In the Chrono Resurrection Progress project uh, back in the day, just give him a quick shout out. He's this amazing uh, Canadian uh, chiptune uh, engineer. He 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 likes to reverse engineer stuff, and uh, you know he'll you know create tools. And he's talking with like amazing composers like Yuzo Koshiro. He's an amazing dude. Um, this guy, and uh, he has been doing this project with Chrono Trigger that I encourage you all to look up where he is finding the original uncompressed sound samples that Mitsuda made the soundtrack from and sort of decompressing it and making these sort of, oh my God, it sounds so, 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 so good. So a little bit of a tangent, but I'm just like, yeah, you know, Chrono Trigger inspires that level of love and dedication in people because I don't know, they struck lightning. Same with Final Fantasy IX. Yeah. Hey, you showed me that one thing where they were they re-rendered it. The one person took the project. I think you mentioned. Yeah, the mo- they had the Mogury mod. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And that, like amazing that they did that. You know, you do all these things, right? You're the voice actor. You mm-hmm. you are an animator. I've said this last time, but people won't know that you, you're the type of person in my mind that's like, oh, I'm gonna go do this thing, and then you do it. I think it's only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. When are you making your JRPG? When is it gonna happen? You know, <laughs> may, I I don't you know I don't know because life is so uncertain, and I've got a lot of irons in the fire as as it is. You got but, a lot of projects, yeah. But I would say uh, all, all it's gonna take is. One million dollars. Uh, yeah, one million. Yeah. All it's going to take is is the right team approaching me and wanting to work with me. And I think my, the only issue with that is, you know, uh, you know, I went into animation specifically, you know, and writing and voicing, but but really specifically animation as opposed to game art for a couple of reasons. One is because it's what I could do. I could wrap my head around it. But two, I'm a, I'm a fan of games, so I don't ever want to not like them anymore because I work on them. But mm. uh, so I do want to do it. But but also, I think what's keeping me from just approaching someone and saying like, hey, you know, make a game with me is uh, as an artist, I know that when someone's like, hey, here's an idea for a cartoon. I'm like, hey, uh, here's an idea for you. I didn't spend the entirety of my <laughs> life so I could t- so I could tell your story. How about so I tell- I'm going to throw in my next question. Yeah. How about I tell my story and then you can go spend 30 years of your life figuring out how to tell yours, homie, deuces. And then I slam the door on him. So that's me at my most pessimistic. But I'm saying if I apply that to other people, like I think it is a little presumptuous, a 
of me to assume that people who make games don't have great ideas for them already. Sure. But so I, I, I respect that. But that said, if you're out there and you're a game developer and you're like, yeah, I got ideas, but I want to work with you. Get at me. Yeah, let's make this happen. No, the worst that could, the worst that, the worst that could happen is nothing. This is this is my new goal now because I I see the passion there. We're gonna figure out a way. You're gonna you're gonna so, make a game. You know, if you're you know if you're a talented young uh, uh, you know game developer and you need a little extra creative juice, I'm gonna go ahead and th- I, I'm gonna go ahead and throw the idea for games out there that I've always wanted to make. Uh, the first one is I've always wanted to make a combination pilot wings uh, and uh, mech simulator it's pilot wings learning how to pilot a mech but it's also a dating sim that is the game i want to make that's a great so you're going you're and it's and you're not doing cool robot battles you're just learning how to power it up and like walk and it's a fun mini game that you get great and it's very complicated and then mac on chicks yeah right yeah or dudes dudes, right whatever Whatever your preference preference. and it would be any and i think in true dating in true dating game fashion you know everyone should be fair game because it's always a bummer when dating games are like oh well this person i'm like no 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 just whoever you want create a bunch of hot characters and a bunch of cool robots never let you have a cool maybe that's the end is a cool robot fight and you have to fight the rival of whoever it is you're trying to date you're selling the idea you're giving away the idea that's it then do it well (laughs) see now someone's just gonna take it but it's a good idea and that is the game that i want to make so if you're out there and you want to make that game with me uh that's that is the game i've been trying to figure out how to and just it would be simple what would you call it well, you got you. I know you got a good title. You want it to be well. I actually no. don't. I, you'd want to call it something. You want to call it something like Pilot Wings because for me, the you want the, that sort of nineties anime. Right. It's got to have a double uh, entendre kind of though, mild, right? about love and dating, maybe. mechanical hearts. Maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that sounds like an RPG. This is a simulator, and I really want the sim aspect of it to be so <laughs> boring and dry. Like, all right, you got to fuel up. Up your Gundam, you know what I mean? Like this is just boring. Wash your uniform. All right, and now we're gonna practice re-entry in the simulator. Okay, you're re-entering the atmosphere. Oh, you burned up, and then you know your cute uh, technician is like, "Sorry, you got an F. Maybe we need a little spin, a little extra time tutoring <laughs> you." <laughs> Wink. Yeah, I don't know. I know I you know. love mechs too, and I have a. I got. Yeah. I got no. So, what is your favorite series of Gundam, and why is it Mobile Fighter G Gundam? Why is that your favorite? Because that is the best. Well, I'll tell you. I actually, I, I will say this. Um, uh, I love uh, Gundam 79 and I love Zeta Gundam uh, and then I love G Gundam because it's just so stupid and it does it. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's a good stupid and the, though. Good go, stupid, yeah, you know? yeah, in the best way. And I would say that the other thing, uh, the, one of the main things I love about it, besides all the ridiculously offensive stereotypes, and I, I would say if you're, if you're easily offended by it, Maybe avoid it. It's not gonna like. It's yeah. not. Thought, it's not thoughtfully done. It isn't. And I'm not. It's made in what ninety two. Yeah, ninety four. Ninety four. And I'm. I'm not saying that I enjoy that. It's. Uh, you know, insensitive. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you got to know when it was made, and they didn't give. They did not care. They put no care to it. But no. there's something. I like the idea of country versus country. You know, like an Olympic Gundam fight. I like that. That's what I. I that idea is so charming. The yes. idea that it's like everybody put together your best artists, mm-hmm. your best fighters. And your best engineers. Mm-hmm. Put all esteem comes together. <laughs> science, tech, te- technology, engineering, art, and math comes together to create the best your country has to offer. And Sweden's like windmill, <laughs> or was that, or that Holland? I think that's yeah, Holland. It's like lumberjack. Sweden <laughs> is Sweden is the beautiful uh, babe Gundam, which is so stupid to me. And her weapon is a ribbon, like ribbon dancing. Oh, Come right. on. And then uh, tequila Gundam is amazing uh, from Mexico, yes. Canada got a, a lumberjack Gundam. It's just dumb. But the, there's also the, the passion of the story really gets to me. And I can watch to this day, I can watch the scene where, I'm going to try not to think of, go too far now. I can watch the scene where Domon and Master Asia all out fight each other and they're expressing <laughs> their emotions through their fists and he has to say goodbye to him. That makes me cry every time. And I'm like, why am I broken? <laughs> why, does this, why does this stupid martial arts sequence break me emotionally? And I'm, I'm like, it's because these men are stupid and they don't know how to express themselves in any other way. And he's talking about like, Master Asia, I will not fit with that bad Canadian early 90s dub. Mm-hmm. You know, the school of the undefeated of the East shall live on. Ah. You know, painted, painted frame. Tears are sparkling out. 
That's anime, it's though. It's just so over the top. That is anime in my eyes. Yeah. It is anime anime. And, and, it, and yeah, I just, I love the passion that, that Domon specifically, you know, exudes when he's fighting. And it's all about, like, <laughs> you can never defeat me. Ah! Like, he'll push through no matter what. And he's got this rage and this fire that is missing from... I don't know, you sort of modern anime protagonists who I feel like are all, they all cry too much, Naruto man. Naruto cries a lot. Uh, you know who doesn't cry a lot? Well, he's <laughs> crying for the record. Luffy doesn't cry a lot. I get it. it yeah, no, yeah, he does. Yeah, and, and like, I get it. It's fine, but I can't watch My Hero Academia. And I've tried watching, I've tried watching Demon Slayer, but he just won't stop crying. Oh, man, it's, it gets just better. Stop. It gets better, I promise. But, I'm sure it will, but I just can't get past it. You know, I had this conversation with friends last night, and that was their complaint, that they, they cry too much right when we were talking about it's funny like i get it if you want to make it funny sure but i'm like please stop i'm like this is but it's also because i'm old yes and you know what i what i and even you know new devil man it's called devil oh cool devil man cry baby oh man (laughs) but that actually worked i feel like that actually did work like i understood that and it was all about you know the sort of anguish and pain and suffering of you know Mm. discovering your identity that was fascinating so i get it i'm not saying i i hate anime protagonists who cry that's not the case but i feel like it just like uh i don't know i i love the anger instead of the despair i love the (laughs) anger at a world that is unfair that's what i relate to i love you know your yusuke yurameshis i love your domon kashus i love these characters who are like the world isn't fair and boo-hoo no the world isn't fair and i'm going to punch it in its face until i get my justice have you tried that's what uh, i'm gonna do jujutsu kaisen yet no i have not he doesn't cry it's good it's good. I recommend it's, good. it's okay. <laughs> I want to be clear. I want to be clear. You can cry. Right. Crying is healthy and it is good. If if it's at the right time. But if you're always whining, it really makes it hard to be a beloved protagonist. It's definitely a trope, though. Like, it's definitely held me from going into anime because it is such a known trope. If you're constantly... Like, wait, 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 you wait. Know I, yeah, it's like, you know, the Luke Skywalker syndrome. I'm only going to go to the Hanji Station. I'm like, oh, Jesus, kid. Suck it up, dude. You're the chosen one. Be like, it's be excited. Okay. But yeah, it's it's all about you know I don't know I'm, I'm being like harsh about something that's it's it's more of just no a, it's you have an opinion it's okay Everything. yes no love and if you're it. listening to yeah. this and you feel like I'm slagging off your favorite character just you know I'm a butthole ignore me that's fine I don't I everyone you know like what you like don't let me start you like oh, well I respect him and he doesn't like this ignore it I'm just a I feel I yeah. feel bad when people who are like fans of me or really look up to me are like well you really hate this thing so I gotta hate it and I'm like no you need you need to love what you love you need to love what you love and embrace it so hard and if I hate it and and that hurt like then reject that and love it even harder because I love all sorts of trash that's no good or people don't like it's important like Cobra to, Kai we both love Cobra Kai and that's yes. trash and if you don't like it just throw it it's important for people I think so I, that's all I just want to add this disclaimer if you have any young listeners to embrace what you love and don't care what I think laugh at what I think be interested in what I think but don't don't try to emulate me or say or, or think that my opinion is the only one that's valid that like it breaks my heart I don't ever want to do that to anybody, but I still want to speak my. I still want to speak my mind. I'm, I'm so happy you say that. Well, I think it's good because I, you know, I teach fifth and sixth mm-hmm. graders grade, and I found it was really important that I told kids like, yeah, I like geeky stuff, and that's who I am, and it's okay to like. It. If you don't like it, you don't have exactly, to like yeah. it to like me. And I wish I knew that at that age because I remember trying to like things that I didn't really like. I wasn't very confident in who I was. Yeah, it'll it'll, it'll mess you up. Yeah, and kids need to know just because we don't like something or you don't like something, be yeah. you. Be your authentic self this, and your life will be so much better. And I think yeah. that's the important message. You know, we have we have everyone has opinions, you know, it's OK to have opinion. That's well. It's also what makes it's also what makes the world a more interesting Absolutely. and vibrant place. You know, like I don't I don't really. And I know people talk about this. I, I see a lot of tweets. It's like, what's what's the one show that like they've got to know if they want to work with you? And I'm like, I don't care. Like, I'll, <laughs> you'll know what I like. You'll know what I like eventually. But like, it's great How about that you show up on time and you do a good job. Yeah, well, there's that's that's the first one like it would be great if 
if you were just uh, if you were just amazing and good, are you that are you good? Like it's always a miracle <laughs> to find to find anybody uh, to do anything because there's so many amazing people out there. But my thing is like, you know, just being yourself is so much more valuable than liking the thing that everyone demands you like. Just like the weirder, crazy. And there are people who are going to like some some stuff that might, you know, make you go. I don't know about this, chief, but it's important that they do, because I think it makes the world a more interesting and more vibrant and more fun and fun place uh so yeah I, I i hope that people uh know that and i i encourage them to like you know if you hear me slagging off something that you love today please just ignore me please just ignore it <laughs> so you do all this stuff and you beat mm-hmm. video games you are a good game so yeah. how do you make time for video games with like because i know i've seen you talking about working on movies you work on your show you you've got all these irons and you're a dad which is yes. a very important job so how do you make time for video games in your day well the, the key is the key is to make the time so for me the godsend has been my switch uh but i would say there's just certain hours where i get the time to do it and it's largely when my kid is asleep so first thing in the morning or last thing at night and i gotta say i sacrifice a little little bit of sleep to do it and like same i talk nap time is game time for me like i'm like all right it's nap time guess what dad's playing game now i mm-hmm. try and get my kids into gaming that's the thing and i know your your child's mm-hmm. o- almost four she'll she'll be four she'll be four soon and she's starting to express some interest but i just don't think the motor skills are there it's like she's she's starting to draw and don't, but, donut county give her that and, and oh <laughs> you know what's interesting about i still haven't played it and i feel really guilty because one of my uh friends and co-workers from okko was a co-writer on that game uh Geneva Hodson. Oh, shout really? Out, shout out to her. She made that short for Cartoon Network called Trick Moon that I think it was just a little pilot, but it had a lot of fans and a lot of heart. And she wrote that game with her now uh, spouse, uh, Ben Esposito. Yeah, yeah, I believe that's right. Uh, so I still haven't played it, largely because I feel like if I play it and it's really, really smart and funny, I'm going to get jealous. Oh, no. <laughs> Look at you, though, for being you're like, I know that. I, know I can't this. help it. Oh, no. And, no, and I tell people that too. They're like, have you seen this cartoon? And I'm like, I I'm I know it's not healthy, but I can't watch stuff other people make because I'm gonna get mad. And that is largely and I like if people are like, well, you may need some help, I'm like, no, no, I know why I feel that way. I, I've unpacked my feelings, but they're not going to change. <laughs> just who I am. That is just ingrained in my character at this point. So what I do instead of saying, well, I'm gonna change, is I avoid the thing that I know is gonna make me act in frankly a pretty toxic manner like it's oh it's not right for me to say well, well they got this and that i can't believe it ah! like or i could just not watch True. it or not play it and say congratulations and move on have blinders on i think blinders are important sometimes too because because i'm a broken broken no. man well it really is i come from i a, think it's human nature because we is, always try to compare ourselves i come right? from a large family yeah ninth you're the ninth kid right i'm the youngest of nine and what happens when you're in a large family is your eye goes instantly to the thing you didn't get and so when you see someone had a better budget or a better schedule or a better like they were able to snag some amazing director or animation studio or they did this or that all you can think is how come I didn't get that why did they get that why did mom dad x y and z the Mm -hmm. world give that to them well that's not fair I should have that I'm good look at me look at me That's where, you know, I mean, I, I, I hate to spoil the illusion for people, but that's where the char- character of Mama oh, comes from. Yeah. You see that because it's him competing with your siblings. So- that character is very much and, you know, people joke and they're like, oh, that's just your fursona. And I'm like, kind of. Yeah, I, I don't really like that word. But yeah, I mean, I, I hate to break it to you, but that character is like write what you know. And the show and the character are largely so important to me because they come from a yeah. real place. And Mau Mau, I think, resonates with so many people and so many. What's fascinating me is so many different kinds of people from so many different walks of life are like, that character is me. And I'm like, uh, it's me. (laughs) But the fact that you relate so heavily to me and means that I can relate so heavily to you means that we are all so much more alike than I had ever thought before and it's so beautiful to me so that has been my largest takeaway from this experience beyond my own personal gratification of making art which is what you largely go into it for the experience i've gotten from fans is just 
uh, how alike so many of us are when our circumstances are so, so very different. And that is uh, comforting and I think beautiful. And I wish more people yeah. could experience right. that. And for those that know, my son is like a huge Mau Mau fan. I tricked Parker into doing the show by sending him a picture <laughs> my son drew. And then I was thinking, maybe I should tell him I drew it and then see what he'd say. But my son, he is... I would be even more impressed if you drew <laughs> it. I still, to this really day... really committed to the, the, fifth, the five-year-old style writing with my left to hand. To this day, if, I, if there were a hard cut to you like you know a reveal slowly pushing in on the basement in a lab and it's like we could see your back but we don't know what you're doing and the camera swings around and you're underlit and you're drawing this and laughing and smearing lipstick on your face <laughs> I would I would I would I would respect you about a thousand times more well I'm sorry I, I just went with the heartstrings you're of like, my I'm son I'm sorry I'm not a psychopath <laughs> yeah, sorry we'll, we'll say that's yeah. actually canon to what actually happened I'm yes. sorry I'm not a psychopath I my, love it my <laughs> my son loves the show and his the thing he takes away from it is he wants to know more about the siblings and you know he has a little sister but I think little sister relates more to Mau Mau he likes he wants to be Badger Clops he wants to be the the big strong guy with the cannon for arm because he's a huge Mega Man fan too my son thinks oh yeah yeah very very heavily inspired by Mega Man is Badger Clops <laughs> yes but also uh, just straight up you know, I, I avoid saying it for legal problems, but I mean, we're we're best friends and and we've known each other for such a long time. And he is one he, he is one of the like uh, dearest parts of my life is Griff Kimmons. And like, uh, I love that dude. But we've worked together on a lot of stuff. And uh, he just he's like one of the few people on this earth that can just make me laugh no matter what. And Badger Clops is straight it's up. Him. It's just him. Like he could he could sue me later and I'm going to have a hard time in court being like, no, it's actually and to be fair, it's also just to be fair. It is Badger Clops is also largely the contrarian and lazier part of me. But we didn't really dial in the character voice until we had Griff and writing on the show, and really thought like, well, this is kind of a funny thing for Badger Clops to do. And then we'd stop and say, well, what would Griff do? And as soon as we thought of that, it changed entirely. And so when I see people who love Badger Clops, I'm like, of course you do. It's my best friend. I love him, and you love him naturally. And when I see people who are like, well, I don't like him. He's annoying. I'm like, I want to reach through the screen and strangle you because you're talking about. I mean, you were talking about my friend and my brother. You were talking about someone I love dearly. I'll kill you if you don't like Badger Clops. Wow. Like, how dare you? So, uh, yeah, it's just, and that that is also where, you know, Mama and Badger Clops' friendship comes from. It's true and it's genuine because it is my friendship with Griff. And it is, mm -hmm. it endures because I think while we disagree with each other so much on so many things, we, we also are like a killer team. And we would like, as much as we talk smack about each other, someone else enters that arena, we are ready to, you know, pull the sword out Go and be back. like, it's yeah. time, it's time what to fight. Because it's like, you don't yeah. know anything about this person. And that is where we're always, that's where we always find the dynamic and why I think people, uh, you know, what people love about seeing Mau Mau and, uh, you know, Badger Clops in action together is that they know these two disagree on everything, but they always have each other's back no matter what, yeah. no matter what. So. No, we, we have a Maine Coon and my son has made it very clear. We, we're getting an all black Maine Coon named Mau Mau next time. So you will, he'll be here. Just protect his tail. Yes. Yes. He, he, yes, that it won't. Yes. There will be no bow bow. Don't worry. Um, so what, what are some uh, projects you yeah. have coming up? I know you've been, I, is there anything, I don't want you to give anything away, but you're working on a lot. So, ah, gosh, I, yeah, I, I, you know, I, ugh, I can't really say. I, what I will say is I will, I'll drop some hints. You drop a good am, video game hint. We're going to run with that. Let's hear the next one. <laughs> yeah. I, my thing is like a, a, a nice developer gets in touch with me tomorrow. We'll get to work. Like I won't waste any time. Like let's you, get. You'll give me a code, right? For that game to review. Yeah, sure, okay, I will. Cool. Yes. Okay. okay. Get, get in touch with me soon and, and we'll make this game. So, um. Uh, you know, I've got a, uh, a movie and I can't really say anything about it. I really can't. Okay. It's not, you know, we're not, uh, it's not being made yet. I'm just developing it. Cool. But I'm very, I'm working with some very exciting oh, very cool. people. And uh, even just yesterday, we had got a large part of something. Can't say what it is done. And it's, uh, I think it's going to be very, nice. very good. 
It'll be animated, it right? I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. I am stay. I'm staying largely in the animated realm. I don't want to leave that. It's what I know. It's what I love. I've also got. I'm waiting um, for you to go. Actually, it's claymation. I'm yeah. waiting for you to make that. That would be show. great. And then I'm working with. Uh, I want to. In. I won't drop her name. I don't want you to get in trouble. Oh, I won't her. drop her name, okay. but I'm working. I'm working with a very dear friend on a, a project of hers, which is brilliant, 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 and I'm excited to be a part of it and to help shepherd it through this sort of process. And I'm feeling very, very excited about that one. And uh, I feel like there's even oh, there's one more that I, I still can't talk about, but I think, <laughs> but I, but I think fans of a certain franchise would be very excited to hear that I was even remotely involved with it. But it's not, it is still very much like in the kind of we're pitching it and having meetings and there's a little movement. So again, can't say. So I've got like three, four things going at once and it's a great time because it's the beginning of the year, but I'm excited. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, there are days where you're in the middle of animating something or, you know, making when I say animating, but just being a part of a production and you just hate your life because it's, you know, everything's happening at once. But you've got to, you know, there are days like this where you're at the beginning and you're sort of falling in love and it makes you remember like, no, animation is so wonderful as a medium, not a genre, because it is all about the promise of what could be. And, you know, a blank page is at at once intimidating and also inspiring. And there's something about just saying, I don't know what to do. And then you just draw something and it comes right out of your hand and out of your heart and onto that page. And all of a sudden you're like, I have a new show. I have a new movie. I have a new whatever. And I don't know. There's something that I just, you know, at the end of we're in the middle of things, I'm like, oh, God. But then this happens again. And I fall in love all over again. And I'm like, I wouldn't I would I don't want to do anything else except for make a game. I do still want to do that. But yeah, animation is a we're making yeah. it happen. We're <laughs> Please making make it, it happen. But animation is a it's it's special, man. And it's it's a big part of my life and my soul, whether I like it or not. And I, I keep relearning that lesson over and over and over again. It's like, ah, I'm done with it. And it's like, no, I love it. I have to love it. So, yeah, nothing I could talk about coming up. Oh, and one last thing. I am also directing a super special thing that you uh, won't find out about for a long time. So there's also that too. So there's a, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's the but that's why I think I tweeted about it okay. the other day, but it's like the thing about animation is it takes so long to make it and you can't talk right. about it. So I'm sorry, everyone. But, no, you're right. But rest assured. Hopefully we're going to see more Mau Mau down the line soon rest, too. That's what I'm rest waiting assured, for. Rest assured, I've got a um, lot of amazing things in progress. And if you like the work that I've done, you yes. will be very happy. And Shelby, for our final question. Oh, it's far- what game would you tell us needs to be on our backlog that we have to play? The all-inspiring game for you. So I think last time I'm in, in the lost episode, the fabled lost episode, Shelby, I told you to play Chrono Trigger. Yes, which I haven't played yet, so we okay. got to fix that issue. Ridiculous. And I have yes. one for you okay. so, today, too, that I want to give so you. So I, w- I would say to everyone, I'm just going to reiterate it, and I've ta- if I've talked about it here and you really don't want to play it then nothing's going to make you play it i'm talking addressing the world now but shelby you especially do play do play chrono trigger i'm trying to think of uh, i mean i gave a pretty glowing recommendation to 3d world i would say you should absolutely play that if there were another like gem that i would recommend some people play i don't know i'm always sort of advocating for you know uh portable RPG experience. So I would say get out there, play Chrono Trigger on your DS. Get out there, find a copy of Dragon Quest VIII for your 3DS. That's what I was going to ask. Which Dragon Quest play, would you recommend? Go play, go play Dragon Quest V on the DS if you could find it, or Dragon Quest VIII on your 3DS because that version of the game is mind-blowingly good. Uh, and, and 11 on the play Switch. Play 11 on the Switch. The and then get Final Fantasy IX on your Switch as well. Throw those on your backlog. Oh, yeah. And get inspired by there we go. rich fantasy worlds with, that are genuinely interesting with characters who will melt your heart. That is the main thing for me that, <laughs> like, if an RPG doesn't have it, I'm like, oh, God, I just don't care. Like, 12 fell flat <laughs> on its face for me because by the end, everyone was just like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I don't care. 
You could be you could be saying yeah. anything and I wouldn't care. So I have to get your input on one more game yes. uh, because the yes. next game on my backlog is Pokemon. Where do you land on Pokemon? Wh- uh, which one? I'm playing Sword. He's playing Sword and he has to do a Nuzlocke. Sword is Sword is um a Nuzlocke. I, I couldn't tell you anything. I know what it is, but I I, I got no advice for it. Yeah. But I would say Sword and Shield is the most accessible experience so far. And I know people had a lot of complaints, and I don't disagree with them. But I had a good time playing the game, and it, I had I had fun with what was ultimately a very fast-paced Pokemon experience, and I liked just how many I could get at once. So, for accessibility's sake, I really didn't enjoy the game. Uh, as far as a Pokemon recommendation, let me tell you, son, Heart Gold and Soul Silver are the yeah, best Pokemon right? games yeah. ever made. They are the best, best ones ever made. And it's because not only do you get two games in one, because you also get you get to go from Johto to the Kanto region, but it's a remake, so everything has been streamlined, and you get your little Pokemon following Follows you, you Yes, yes, this is, that's <laughs> the number one. Yes, that's the best finally, thing. They finally added that to Sword and Shield, so that is nice. That was real. I was glad they finally added that. I'm like, my, yes, my, okay. my shiny Incineroar follows me everywhere in that game. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So my rec for you, and I know this because you did a while back, like quick character doodles. People would give you one on Twitter and then you would send the doodle. And I, you're all right. So, you know, I haven't played this. Yes, that's good. Breath of Fire. Breath of Fire. Okay, so I have played through about maybe 12, 20 hours of Breath of Fire 2. I think I got the floating. I got to the floating castle part and I recruited people. I started playing the original Breath of Fire on the SNES online thing, but I will now put that officially on my backlog. And three and four okay. for the PS. I'm telling you, the first four. You once you see the sequence where that goes. I thought four was it. I thought four was a trash fire. Is four the one that was on PS2? No, four is the one with Sias, the drunk dog, and that's why you need. I thought I thought four was the one with the five is the bad. Okay, because it's the one where you repeat the same game a million times. Yes, that five is the one that was on. PS2. I do my research PS2. on games I don't even play. I watch retrospectives on RPGs. I need I need to know my stuff. So I'm familiar with Breath of Fire. I know the main character's name is Ryu, and he's got blue hair, and you have a dog partner who's very adorable named Bao. Bo, Bao, B-O. I just go Bao since he's a dog, as in Bao Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, that goes. But it could be Bo, because I think he uses a bow and arrow yes. or a bow staff. <laughs> so it could be Bo. He's a hunter. Maybe it's... <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I will I will dig a little deeper into that. You know what Breath of Fire really reminds me of that I would love to revisit? I think they made a DS remake that I only partially got through is Lufia. Yeah. Nobody talks about Lufia anymore. What about Lufia? What about Lufia? Let's talk about <laughs> Lufia 2. Rise of the what about Lunar? What about Lunar, sir? How about Lunar? Lunar Silver Is Star Lunar, Sword. I have ne- never played Lunar. I'm waiting. I feel like they're going to re- do a re-release soon. I finally played a remake of Star Ocean. I beat oh, the game. Yeah. A little underwhelmed. Star Ocean 2 <laughs> blows everyone's mind. That's the one that everyone needs to play if they play. I'm wait- I hope there's a remake of that on the Switch. I- if you put your RPG on the Switch and it was out during the PlayStation era when I did not own a PlayStation... I'm going to buy okay. it and I'm going to play it and I'm going to do my best to complete Wait, it. So have, that is my recommendation to publishers. Have you played Final Fantasy Tactics also? I know I'm giving you all these nope. games, the original. Oh, no. dude. We, I'm we waiting. Gotta stop I know this. it's good. That's the one. That's the one. Okay. You can I, get it well, on your phone and it's just I'm going to wait. I don't want to play it on my phone. I want to play it on my Switch and okay. I'm, Square Smart. Enix is going to learn today. You put all your games on the Switch or so help you. You put them on the Switch where they belong. JRPGs go on the Switch. They don't go on my phone. They don't go on a PS Vita. They don't go on a PS. They go on the Switch. I would pay full price for tactics. Price. I would pay sixty dollars. That is the take of my money. Best. Take it. Take my money now. Yeah, Please. it's fine. Right? I will pay you. So I'm excited for Saga Frontier re-release. That game is hard as hell, but I'm excited for that. Again, you put your RPG on the Switch. I'm gonna play it. So Breath of Fire. I will. I will try to get to Breath of Fire soon. I remember getting a decent way into Breath of Fire too, and then I just kind of uh, petered out. Yeah, right. it's like oh, right. it happened. Three, three, and four are the best. Two. The ones for the PlayStation okay. One. Those are. And the are those disconnected? Because I feel like one and two are the same characters, right? Kinda. It, it's. I don't want to spoil too much. It's like reincarnation, possibly. There's always a dragon. Yeah, war. that's it's right. That, there's that running theme. Yeah. And you know what's really weird? It was originally a Square game, and then it became a Capcom title. Like there's. Cap- 
weird shift in that, too. You know what? Capcom's got to do more RPGs. Mega Man Legends? Let's sure. make another one of those, please. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole... That's all the KG Inafune story is uh, wild. It's a wild ride. I don't know, but Capcom's still churning out good stuff. Yes, yes, they are. Still churning out good stuff. More RPGs from that. Monster Hunter. And also, and also remake Oracle of Ages and Seasons, please. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. Remake those. Capcom Zelda, real good stuff. Real good. Real good. Well, I think that's it for us. Yeah, um, definitely. Thanks for being with us again. Parker, you're the man. You are the man. Thank you. Yeah. For, thank you for having me back. I, my apologies again for last time. But hey, we got a nice podcast here. We did it. We did it. We and did hopefully, it maybe down the road, we'll have you back again when we can talk about these projects. Uh, where can people find you, Parker? Where can they look for you? Where you can they you know what? You search for my name on YouTube. You'll find some shorts. They're not the greatest thing in the world, but they're free. So yes. that's why you get them. And then uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Parker R. Simmons. There's an extra R in there. It's my middle initial. And uh, hey, you know what? I- I'll tweet about stuff. It's not super important, but I'm there. If you want to keep in touch, that's where I'm at. If you want to hit me with your pressing JRPG questions, if if you want to have me on your... You want to talk Gundam? You've got a separate Gundam podcast? Hit me up. I'm available. Love to talk Gundam. I could talk about Slegger Law all day. I could talk about Cassilia Zabi all day. (laughs) Deep cuts. I love it. Chibity Crockett. That's my favorite. They're like, oh, Jiminy Cricket. No, that's already taken. Jiminy Crockett. Bingo! American. Is that real? Yeah. That is awesome. Yes. The, the American Gundam pilot's name in G Gundam is Chibity Crockett. Oh and he has a team of cheerleaders who all cry when he loses. And he's like, don't cry, babes. We got this. And his Gundam is a is a combination boxer and football player. And he has a star on his helmet. Shelby, you need to watch I G Gundam the, just G-Gundam. because of how campy it is it's the best please please watch it also i prefer his original concept gundam design was going to be a uh, gunslinger clint east clint clint eastwood gundam what a waste yes we were robbed we were robbed, we were robbed. They, went with the, they went with the new york stereotype not the Texas thank you stereotype. so much again for having me uh, i'm gonna stop my audio now. yeah thank you Thank you for listening to our show this week. We appreciate you being here with us. If you want more, feel free to follow us on our social channels. That is in the description that is attached. Also, our website is underpoweredmedia.com. Feel free to drop us a line in Discord if you'd like to reach us there. And of course, leave us a review on whatever podcatcher you are using. Five stars, please. That is a wrap for the week. We are out. Player games.